Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And a very good Sunday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom here. Marlins lose to the Texas Rangers in Game 2 of this set, 9-8. to eight. Marlins had a 5-0 lead, really gut-wrenching loss here on Saturday afternoon. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, it was a great start for the Marlins here at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas this afternoon, but extremely disappointing finish as the Marlins have now dropped 15 of 20 coming out of the All-Star break. They are just four games over 500 now at 58 and 54 as the Rangers hang nine on them this afternoon. Marlins lose this ball game by a final score of nine to eight, and now they are in salvage Sunday mode tomorrow afternoon when Sandy Alcantara takes the ball opposite of the former Marlin Andrew Heaney. You're listening to the 10th inning show here on the Marlins Radio Network with Stephen Schramm and Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and as we bring Rod Allen back into the fold here now. Uh, Rod, let's start really big picture here. Um, this is disappointing. I mean, the Marlins had a 5 nothing lead. They let it slip away. I think it's pretty clear and evident that Skip didn't have a ton of options in the bullpen today. Ryan Weathers went three and two-thirds. Brazoban recalled today a third of an inning. Okert pitched one. Soriano just three-plus. They tried to piece it together today, and it just didn't work. You know, not only did uh, Skip Schumacher not have a whole lot of options uh, in his bullpen uh, today, he was not happy uh, after this game today. I mean, we took uh, uh, several shots of him on the television side, and, man, it looked like he was ready to explode. I mean, you got a five-run lead, and uh, you lose a game where you really need the game. Yeah. You really needed to win this game. I mean, going up against this Texas team, they came out. They scored the five runs. I love the energy. I mean, they were had a sack bunt. They had guys going from second to third. Solaire had a nice tag-up play. Jazz with an infield single. Jazz tried to swipe a bag. Fortes made some nice plays. Bell made a nice play. They did everything that they could possibly do here today from an energy standpoint early to yeah. try to win the game. Unfortunately, the pitching let them down today, and once the Rangers got back into the contest, it was over. I mean, they hit two two-run home runs and one three-run home run. I mean, that's just the kind of offense they have, but it's nothing new for us. We watch the Atlanta Braves uh, pretty much on a nightly basis in our league. How about this, Rod? I'm taking a look at this right now. I should have noticed it in the middle of the game. All nine runs scored for the Rangers this afternoon on an extra base hit. To your point, the three-run bomb, the two two-run homers, and then a pair of RBI doubles from Nathaniel Lowe. I mean, this is a potent offense. Now, again, let's keep it big picture here for a moment. Every team is going to endure struggles, and you'll lose 10 of 20. You'll lose 15 of 20. But we're at a juncture now where the Marlins have been benefited by other teams in the National League wildcard race losing around them. At some point, 
got to get off the brakes and get back on the gas and really start rolling again. And hopefully they can start that tomorrow with the race on the mound. Well, Sandy's going to have to show up. Has Unfortunately, every time Sandy takes the mound, I mean, he's got you know, to carry the weight of the entire team. I mean, the bullpen is tacked, so he's going to have to stay out there for a while. But he pitched eight innings in his last outing, and the, the outing before that, it was nine innings. So uh, Sandy seems to be vintage Sandy right now, and they desperately need him to come out tomorrow and compete. And the offense has to show up against Haney, who is eight and six with a four ERA. So he's no day at the beach. And you got a team like this that's scoring you four and five runs a game. That makes Haney's job a little bit easier. So hopefully they show up for Sandy tomorrow and score him five runs and then let him see what he can do with those. All right, Rod, enjoy your night, my man. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. All right, enjoy the uh, the country bar, wherever you are. Oh, yeah. That's right, <laughs> brother. All right. That's Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game here in Arlington this afternoon. Matchup featured George Soriano and John Gray, former Rocky for the uh, for the Texas Rangers. We were scoreless through two, but the Marlins would break through in the third and the first two runs coming courtesy with a couple of men on base from Jorge Soler. Arises at first. Here's a swing and a line drive in the air center field. Sliding Tavares. Can't get it. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. Wendell will score easily. Arises flying. Hits the bag at third. Throw comes in towards the plate. It's not in time. It's a two-run double for Jorge Soler here in the top of the third inning, and the Marlins jump out to a 2 nothing lead. And then after Josh Bell flew out to left field, Jazz Chisholm Jr. made it 3 nothing in the third. As the 1-1 offering is a high chopper hit towards short. It's going to play to run. Seager's got it. He won't even make a throw to first. It's an RBI infield single for Jazz Chisholm Jr. And the Marlins lead 3 nothing here in the second. And the first sign of problems this afternoon would present themselves right there with Jazz Chisholm Jr. at first base. He was caught stealing, ending the top of the third inning. The issue is that he grabbed the back of his right leg. He was diagnosed in this ballgame with a right hamstring cramp. Jake Berger took over for him, but Jazz, once again, he can't stay on the field. He had to depart early in this ballgame today. 3-0 going to the top of the fourth inning. George Soriano was great through the first three. Marlins would play it a couple of more in the fourth. The first run coming courtesy of Joey Wendell. 2-2 pitch. That is swung on its line into center field. Tavares is on it. Makes the catch. Tagging from third and scoring is John Birdie. That's a terrific at bat by Joey Wendell with a sacrifice flying at RBI. He makes it 4 nothing Miami here in the four. And then it was Luisa Rice who would follow with the fifth round of the ballgame for the Fish. Here's a rise. He swings and he hits it in the air down the left field line. Duran is on the run. He dives. He can't get it. Got leather on it. One run is going to score. A rise has an RBI double with two outs here in the fourth. It's 5-0 Miami now. So at that juncture of the ball game, 5-0 going to the bottom of the fourth inning, but this is where it would all start to unravel for George Soriano. He walked Adelise Garcia. He allowed Josh Young to single. And there were two men aboard with nobody out in the bottom of the fourth inning for Robbie Grossman. 1-2 pitch again is crushed in the air right field and forget about it. Robbie Grossman has gone deep. It's a three-run homer. It's 5-3 now here in the fourth. For Grossman, his eighth home run of the season. The Rangers certainly within striking distance there. Soriano was done after the three-run homer. Stephen Okert worked through three 
Rangers there at the bottom of the order. He tossed an inning, did not allow a run or a hit. A couple of strikeouts in this contest this afternoon. He gave the ball to Ryan Weathers, making his Miami Marlins debut this afternoon in the bottom of the fifth inning after he was traded by San Diego earlier in the week. He immediately gave up a ringing double off the wall and left to Marcus Simeon, and that brought Corey Seager to the plate. Right into the fire. Here's a swing and a drive in the air, right field. De La Cruz going back, looking up, and she is gone. A two-run bomb for Corey Seager. Trailing 5 to nothing. the Rangers have stormed all the way back. A three-run bomb in the bottom of the fourth. A two-run job by Seager. His 18th of the season here in the bottom of the fifth, and we are tied. It's 5-5. to five. And they would untie it a few batters later after Nathaniel Lowe struck out for out number one. Weathers then walked out Elise Garcia. That brought Josh Young, the third baseman, to the plate. The first pitch. That is swung on and blistered high in the air. Deep left field. If it's fair, it's gone. It's way gone. Rangers lead 7-5. Josh Young, his 22nd home run of the season. 7-5. Rangers after 5. The Marlins would get a run back in the sixth inning. However, when Nick Fortes came sauntering to the play with a couple of men on base facing the lefty, Burke. Here's the 3-1 pitch to Nick Fortes, and he swings and he hits a mile in the air. Deep left center field. Tavares going back. Kisser goodbye. Nick Fortes makes it 7-6 here in the top of the sixth inning. It's his fifth bomb of the season, and that thing was and I beg your pardon, if I said there were a couple of men on base, I meant there were a couple of out in the top of the sixth inning, but Fortes made it 7-6. to six. Weathers worked three and two-thirds for Miami. He would allow another run in the bottom of the seventh inning. Again, after a leadoff walk to Corey Seager, brought Nathaniel Lowe to the plate. As the 3-2 offering is hit in the air, deep down the left field line. Birdie's going back, looking up. He'll have to play it off the wall. It hops by him, and it's rolling out into left center field. Seager's going to score easily. Nathaniel Lowe with an RBI double with nobody out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And the Rangers lead 8-6. It was 8-6 after 7. And the Rangers would get another in the bottom of the eighth. Again, courtesy of Nathaniel Lowe, this time with a couple of men on base. He was having a heck of a day before he got hurt. Hit the high chopper, all that speed. Raced the first, got an RBI as the 2-2 pitch is hit fair down the left field line. It's going to roll towards the corner. It's going to hit off the sidewall. One run is going to score. It's another RBI double for Nathaniel Lowe. And now it's a 9-6 Rangers lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning. That was Tavares who scored from second. So Will Smith inherited a three-run lead. There was a save in it for him in the top of the ninth inning. He walked Jorge Soler. Josh Bell then popped out to second base, but Jake Berger drew the Marlins much closer in the ninth. As Jake Berger swings, he hits it in the air. Deep left center field. Tavares going back. So too is Jankowski at the wall, and it's gone! Jake Berger, his first big fly as a Marlin. A two-run bomb here in the top of the ninth inning. And now the Marlins trail by just one. It's 9-8. to eight. After the Berger two-run home run, De La Cruz struck a ball well. The shortstop at right at Corey Seager threw him out for out number two. And John Birdie was the last hope for the Marlins here in Arlington today. Marlins led this game at 1.5-0. They trail 9-8 to eight with nobody on and two out here in the ninth. Birdie gets jammed. He bloops it in the air towards second base. Simeon's got it, and the ball game is over. Rangers win it by a final score of 9-8. They've now taken the first two games in this series. It's another series-clinching victory for the Texas Rangers.
All right, so taking a look at the totals from this ball game this afternoon for the Marlins, eight runs, ten hits, no errors, seven men left on base. And for Texas, nine runs, nine hits, one error, seven men left on base. Rangers unloaded three more times, all nine runs coming courtesy of extra base hits for the Rangers this afternoon. John Gray's the winning pitcher, 7-5 and five this season. Ryan Weathers, the loser in his first Miami Marlins appearance. He's 1-7. Will Smith with the 20th save of his season for the Rangers. Total time of game, 2 hours and 49 minutes inside the air-conditioned comfort of Globe Life Field this afternoon in front of 38,583 in attendance here today. With the loss, the Marlins have now dropped 15 of 20 coming out of the All-Star break. They're just 58 and 54 this season. And with the victory, the Rangers are 19 games over 500 at 65 and 46. The Miami Marlins struck out 11 as a pitching staff this afternoon, and that means that $275 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say and get his reaction after the loss. Skip, you score five early, eight in the game. Is this just a type of team where it feels like no lead is safe? I feel like 5 nothing. we should be able to hold that lead, honestly, and uh, it's tough when you're up 5 nothing. and, um, you know, I think a couple walks hurt us. Obviously, home runs hurt us today, but, again, we gave up seven more walks, um, and good teams capitalized on that. So uh, I thought Soriano did good, um, gave up one, one big homer to Grossman. But other than that, I thought he was uh, good for what we asked of him and for him to go out there and give us 50 or 60 pitches. Um, he was only going to go 60 or so pitches, maybe 70. Um, I thought he you know, did enough um, for us, just a couple walks, and then a, then a homer kind of cost him. What's your first impression of Weathers? Uh, well, it's not my first impression because I've had him for a while, um, but I haven't seen him in a while. Um, I thought he's, um, I think there's a lot to like about him. Um, today, just a, some balls over the middle of the plate that he got hurt by. A uh, couple walks again also, and um, I think the a couple hanging pitches that just cost him. And But I, I think there's a lot to like about him. He's still, again, 23 years old and um, he's still gonna. He's gonna be a really good big leaguer for a long time. Um, I think it's just getting the, the strike, uh, the quality of pitch where he wants it thrown, and um, not just a, a strike, but a quality strike. And I think he's he's got that in him. It's just uh, it's gonna take him uh, maybe a little bit to get there. Is the plan always gonna be for him to go multiple innings like that tonight? Yeah, we didn't have uh, options back there for multiple innings, and we know Soriano was gonna give us hope, hopefully three or four innings with sixty pitches. Um, and then we're going to have to be covered by somebody. So he was going to have to go multiple innings. Um, it, it, we couldn't just match up and blow everybody out and then everybody be down tomorrow. Um, so somebody had to go multiple innings, and, and Ryan was the guy. Um, we're hoping he could cover us and then get there um, you know, past the sixth inning or so, and then we could start matching up. Um, but they, they kept tacking on runs. Was there any thought to when a couple of runners get on to get that extra run late? to like going to a Tanner because I saw him warming up a couple times rather than keeping Weathers in. No, Tanner was going to go in for a tie game. Uh, that, that was it. You don't, you don't do that. Um, down runs, it's tie game. If we tied it up, uh, Tanner was going to go in. Um, but yeah, we, if we keep going, um, you know, every day with these guys, um, they're going to, they're going to be gassed. They're already a little bit gassed. Um, we had a couple guys, you know, we were going, you know, three innings and five innings and three innings. It's, um, it takes a toll on those guys. So um, multiple guys had a cover. Smelter had a cover the other day. Um, today was Weathers uh, because of Soriano's kind of not opener, but you know three or four innings. What, what uh, he was going to give us, 
Um, and then so yeah, we had to we had to get somebody to give us at least two or three innings. How's Jazz doing? Uh, I haven't seen him after the game yet, so I'll talk to him. But he said he was cramping, um, and kind of the history of his uh, hamstrings, it wasn't wasn't going to push it. So hopefully we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, when I go see him or tomorrow morning. That being said, is there something that he could do to kind of maybe take care of his body a little more to stay in the lineup more consistently? I hope so. I and mean, we need him in the lineup. I mean, we can't keep doing this. That's for sure. And he's frustrated. We're frustrated. Um, they're doing everything they can um, to get him in the lineup. He's going through his routine he's doing more than he's ever has uh, have been uh, as far as like post-game recovery and pre-game recovery uh or pre-game um to get you know to get going uh, but the post-game recovery has been as good as it's ever been um it's it's tough to figure out because it's uh you, you see what he does when he's on the field and um so it's tough to see him come out you know after a couple games already are you encouraged by what the offense did today or is that kind of overshadowed by the loss no, I'm I'm encouraged. I mean, Soli had a big hit. We talked about those crooked numbers. We felt like that was going to get going. Uh, Fortes, um, good good swing, good sack bunt. Um, I thought Joey swung the bat well today. Uh, Dayled, no credit, but he had some good at bats. Arise getting two hits. It feels like again uh, every game. Um, so I felt really good about the offense. Good at bats. Bell took some good at bats. Tough walks. Um, you score eight runs. You feel pretty good about that. Or what did we score? Eight. Eight runs. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough when you score and you're again you're five nothing. Um, you feel pretty good about you know the game as it started and uh, just couldn't finish it. With Sorian, I guess the next time through the rotation is the idea still to have him. Did he show enough or with an off day? Can you maneuver or do you plan on having him? Uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it as a group um, and see where we're at. But you know, we want to make sure we have uh, guys in the bullpen as well and and uh, figure out what the what that me- what that means for the next uh, round in the rotation. You've spoken so much about how important starting pitching is for you guys. Does this stretch almost feel a bit reminiscent of early in the season when, I guess, if whether it's short starts or having to shuttle guys back and forth from the majors and minors? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. We've had some short starts lately, but we've also mm-hmm. had some really good starts. Uh, you know, Zeus had some really good starts. Uh, Sandy, obviously, some really good starts. Johnny Cueto going six and seven innings. So um, we've had some guys that have had some length. Um, we've had some some short starts in the middle of this 13-game run. And when you have some short ones in the, in this 13-game, uh, it, it, it takes a toll on your bullpen. And um, so we're trying to figure out, you know, exactly um, how to get through this thing without, you know, burning everybody. Just want to ask about Berger. He, was, you know, he has the late home run. Just seems like obviously that power is real. That's a pretty good swing. On that. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been probably, probably you ask him, he's probably been pressing a little bit. And, um, you know, so I'm happy that he got that uh, that homer and uh, he can settle in now. I know he's gotten a couple hits and he feels comfortable. Defense has been great. Um, he's fitting in well. I think mm-hmm. he's just trying to get the monkey off his back and get that first homer and, um yeah, I, I don't. I uh, I think you'll see a lot more of those in in this uniform. George Soriano went three innings, gave up three hits, three runs, four punch outs, and three walks. Let's hear what George had to say after his first career start in the show. First start of the season, just how did you feel out there? Sí, primera apertura, salida de la de la temporada. ¿Cómo te sentiste allá afuera? Yeah, thank goodness. I, I feel super good. How were you able to keep the uh, the Rangers off balance there for the first few innings? Sí, cómo cómo pudiste mantener a esos Rangers fuera de balance en los primeros innings? Bueno, son unos bateadores buenos. Me mantuve mezclando los lanzamientos y tratando de dar lo mejor de mí. 
Yeah, you know, it's a tough lineup, as, as we saw. Um, I maintain myself uh, mixing my, all my pitches very well and, and you know, trying to get, get all I got and, and give all I got. How did they get to you in the fourth? ¿Cómo crees tú que, que te atacaron en ese cuarto inning? Eh, le caí por debajo y se aprovecharon de la situación. Dejé un picheo y... Yeah, I got behind the, the count uh, a few times. Uh, they took advantage of the situation, and then, and then I missed one single pitch, and you saw what happened. What do you learn from an outing like this? ¿Qué, qué aprendizaje o qué aprendiste de una salida como esta? Atacar los bateadores siempre, dar el primer picheo detrás y cambiarle la, la mentalidad. Uh, to attack all the time, try to get that first uh, pitch to strike and, 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 and change their mentality during the at-bat. When you've come out of the bullpen, it's obviously been several innings, but starting, did you see your stuff play differently or did you approach hitters differently knowing you were going to go... Sí, eh, cuando sales de, del bullpen, eh, seguro tienes un plan distinto, ¿no? ¿Cómo, cómo fue tu plan esta vez? Eh, eh, ¿Era igual? ¿Fue algo distinto? ¿El uso de tus picheos? ¿Algo distinto esta, esta vez como abridor? Eh, es algo que para mí normal. Yo me preparo, trate, trato de, de siempre localizar el primer picheo y esa es la clave. No, just be the same. It's just uh, you gotta, you know, try the same. Just try to stay ahead, get that first pitcher strike, and 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 again, it's it's that's part of the game. Just staying ahead and, and try to get those outs. I think it was the third inning. A uh, skip comes to the mound with uh, low when you're facing low. What was that? Me- what was the message he gave to you? Sí, skip salió en el tercer inning. Este, estaba enfrentando low. Este, ¿cuál fue el mensaje que te dio skip en ese montículo? Que atacara, que normal que, que yo sé que él puede que yo puedo que you know? nothing to attack uh, all normal he told me that uh, you know to believe in myself that uh, that I can do it do you see yourself as a starter or a reliever moving forward si sí, de aquí en adelante como tú te ves como un abridor o como un relevista <laughs> como me ponga y you know, however the, the team sees me <laughs> Ryan Weathers made his debut in a Miami Marlins uniform. Uh, didn't go great. Three and two-thirds, six hits, six runs, five punch-outs, four walks. Let's hear what Ryan had to say after his outing. How would you evaluate the outing here today? There's some good, some bad. Just the glaring bad kind of hurt me. Um, you know, two two-run shots. Um, I felt like I was making some decent pitches, and they just, you know, had some good swings. What makes this lineup so challenging? Uh, they got a little bit of everything. Uh, got average power. You know, their first four guys all have. You know, can take over the take over the fence. Um, they all have multiple pitches they can hit. Um, it's just about executing, and uh, some of those pitches I didn't execute. No, it didn't go the way that you would have liked, but in a way, it may suggest get that first one under the belt. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, hated to come in there with the lead and then leave. Uh, you know, taking loss. Um, yeah, it felt good to get the first one out of the way. The two home run pitches, what were you trying to do with both of those? Yeah, um, Seager, you know, just tried to mix it up. Couldn't land a slider, so I threw a changeup, and he just stayed on it. Um, yeah, and then I got hit on, you know, first pitch backdoor breaking ball. Um, it was just a good swing. I didn't think he was looking for that. Um, I thought it was a well-executed pitch, and he just put a good swing on it. Just for you, mentality when it's a short start like that, is it just try to eat up as many innings, or what was your mindset going out there? Um, yeah, I, Going out there, it could be one out, it could be five innings. Just go out there and, you know, whenever they take the ball from you and just go out there and do your best. Did you feel like you settled in after that first inning up? 
Yeah, I felt like the location kept getting better. First inning was kind of sporadic. I think just a lot of adrenaline, just, you know, first time out of the bullpen in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, first inning was a little sporadic. After that, I felt like the pitches started getting better. Um, you know, still there was still, I thought, a lot of positives in the outing. Um, still, you know, swing and miss, execution, just, you know, just got to execute. You mentioned that just the first time in the bullpen in a while. Just how did your routine or preparation differ from maybe if you had been starting? Um... I think it's just how quickly can you get into that game mentality. Um, I feel like I was in the good mentality today. I feel like I was ready to rock and roll. Um, yeah, just location kind of hurt me today. Jazz Chisholm Jr. left this game with a leg cramp. We got a chance to speak to Jazz in the clubhouse after the loss to get an update on his injury. Jazz, just when, when did, you, did you feel the cramp and um, just how big of has that been kind of for you? Um, I mean, I felt it like halfway on the steel. Uh, halfway to second base. Uh, it wasn't really a big issue. I was about to go back out. Uh, but Skip told me to take it easy, you know. Uh, we were up by five at the time. So I need to go out there and try and be Superman like I always try to do. So, I mean, tomorrow, hopefully we're back in there. Get out there and play tomorrow. How frustrating is it for you personally, just kind of coming on and off injury? I know that this was hopefully a, just a quick one with cramp, but just in general, because I know how much you want to compete. I mean, it's very upsetting, especially like after coming out and we still lost the game, you know what I mean? After being up five, it, it kind of makes you feel like it's your fault in a way, because every time I get hurt, it's just like something happens, you know? So, like for me, it kind of sucks a lot. We're asking Skip, just how have you been going about just trying to take care of your body and just doing everything possible to be out there? I mean, I, I'm with the trainers every day. I get a massage every day. I, I'm in the weight room every day. Uh, I just try to get my body ready for every game. And, I mean, things just keep happening. Hopefully, it just one day, I just one day turn into Superman, you know? Uh, and not be getting hurt anymore. What's the balance? Because you're one of those players, like whether it's Acuna or Harper early in his career, the full go that sometimes it leads to injuries. Is it maybe a balance or a wire act you need to have? Yeah, I, I don't know if I need to just take it a little bit more easy on myself or just knock it down to like 95% or 90%. But, I mean, everybody knows when I get out there, I give it all I got. No matter if I only have 80, I'll give you 80. But, um, I mean... We're going to figure it out. Me and Skip, we talk all the time. Me and the trainers talk all the time. We're going to figure out a way for me to stay on the field, a way to just produce the way I can, you know what I mean, while staying on the field. All right, we're right back at it this afternoon. Marlins looking to avoid being swept at the hands of the Texas Rangers. It's going to be a 235 first pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 2 o'clock. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Honor Nation.